What a genuinely bizarre movie. Um, I want to start with the song, <laughs> not the not the Bad blues, Boy, not blues not the blues song, the one that they were singing in the in the back of the truck. Oh, I don't remember the tune. But it was it was if you see K and that was if Y O U S E E K A Y. If you see someone named K, if you see K, tell her I'm gone, 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 or something like that. And at first, you just think that they're just a bunch of I don't know bums hanging out in the back of a truck. They're a rock and roll band. Well, as a musician, what's the difference? Fucking fair enough, dude. <laughs> Got gotcha. you. Fair enough. Damn, we're the cellar dwellers. We're the cellar dwellers. Uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, we are back after a week off, uh, just out of convenience. Needed to take the week off, but we're back with a bang. I think, and I think, if I if I remember correctly, that was the first week we've taken off since last summer. It is. It's true. Uh, which is pretty consistent and yeah. pretty cool. I think that's good on us. Yeah. I think we were allowed a d- uh, week off. Yeah, 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 for sure. We, I mean, I think we were both literally on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we, we had shit to do. <laughs> we, we were actually away. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the movie, uh, the movie we are excited to talk about. Yeah. Weirdly enough, once we get into it, but uh, <laughs> Bad Boy Bubby from 1993, an Australian film uh, directed by uh, Rolf Deher. I don't know how to fucking say anything. R O L F. You got it. Rolf de Heer. Yeah, whatever. De Heer. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds uh, Nordic, Scandinavian, some sort. He, he's, uh, he's Australian, right? He's, Austra- he's a yeah. Dutch Australian. Dutch, that's right. I'm there so close. Very close. Uh, yeah, this is an Australian movie for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, to a T and the amount of times they say the C word. A lot. You know it's not American. Yeah, and, and is this... Just the second Australian movie we watched for the podcast, Loved Ones. Yes, Loved Ones and this, I okay. believe, are just are the two Australian flicks we've done. And I, yeah, I was neither of us very was, different. Yeah, oh, <laughs> very different movies. <laughs> very, very different. Yeah, uh, but, but I had never heard of this movie really before you brought it to me, and you had never seen it. Yeah, I'd never seen it. I was only aware of it due to those many lists that we always talk about. It would just always pop up on there as. Uh, Essentially, a deranged comedy, yeah. and more or less, that's what it is. I wouldn't say it's like hysterical, but it is pretty funny. We laughed a few yeah. times. I will say, when you first sent me the the title, you're like, "Hey, we should watch the Bad Boy Bubby." I was like, "No, this sounds like <laughs> just from the name yeah. alone. Like, sounds like something that is a bad, yeah, and not in like a fucked up way, in like a poorly it's made gonna be way. Bad. Like, yeah. yeah, that's just what I assumed. And then a couple days later, you texted me. In doing more research, this won a bunch of, like, the equivalent of the Australian Oscars, basically. Let's start off with that. Before we get into the content (laughs) of this movie, I would just like to note that in in 1994, this movie won multiple awards at the AACTA Awards, which is the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Awards, which is essentially the Australian Oscars. So Bad Boy Bubby was nominated for Best Film, Best Direction, Best Original Screenplay, Best Actor, Best Cinematography, and Best Editing. And it won Direction, (laughs) Screenplay, Actor, and Editing. That is so... That movie we just watched. Wild. (laughs) 
like swept at the fucking Australian Oscars, essentially. That imagine in in no world would this have ever been made in America. No, and then no, and been... if it was, it would have never fucking been nominated for anything. No, we would have been like ridiculed. This is this is the actor, the guy who plays Bubby. Uh, his name is Nicholas Hope. This is his first feature-length movie, and he's gone on to have a career from this crazy-ass fuck. The bravery to do this character for your first fucking feature-length oh, God, role. God, I could never act. Are you kidding me? God damn, no. Okay, so let's let's dive in a little bit to why we're kind of excited to talk about this and why it qualifies. I, I, have, a, I have a suggestion that I think will streamline this a little bit. Okay. Before we started the movie, uh, you mentioned that you had been reading some reviews. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Re- I'm just going to, not spoil, but... Kind of sums it up You read bit. us a review that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think fully sums it up and is maybe the greatest piece of writing I've ever heard. Yeah, this may be the best critical analysis of a film that I've ever read. Roger Ebert doesn't know shit compared to... Yeah. what is there a, is there a name? Uh, I, credit? I did not pull the name, unfortunately. This was the third review down <laughs> on the Amazon page, which it is streaming on Prime. We watched it on our beloved Tubi. Yep. No, no, no money for you, Jeff. No money for you. Well, he's no more. He's stepping down, baby. Yeah. No money for you, Amazon. Yeah. Tubi, you get all of our money so we can get some of your money. <laughs> Tubi deserves it. So this review is from Amazon. <clears throat> the third one down. <laughs> third one down. And it says, do not watch this if you have a pure soul. Only a sexual... <laughs> Opening line. It's perfect. It's perfect. Incredible opening line. (laughs) Do not watch this if you have a pure soul. Only a sexual pervert and or psychotic sicko would enjoy it. I would like to note we love this movie. Uh, This movie is disgusting. Incest. Right off the bat. And they show it in the video. I threw up. I couldn't finish it. Someone I met in passing suggested it, but now I realize they are an evil person. And I am glad I will never see them again. Then I did some research. It shows incest, murder, and all sorts of deviousness. I thought it was going to be a charming story about autism. <laughs> Not even close. Best review I've ever read in my life. Yeah, I do. And they I, gave it one out of ten. Or I one out of five. I don't know if anything can, can really compare to that. Like, everything they said is correct. It has the movie starts things. with incest. Very much like Visitor Q. Very much like Visitor Q. Very... Like, the opposite of trauma. Like, both movies start with incest, and this movie, I'd be like, yeah, I'd watch this again. God, does it make you feel ridiculous that we're talking about... 100%. ...multiple movies that start with incest? That we have seen and discussed publicly now? Yeah, this is pretty public, huh? Yeah. Mm, Okay, it's too late now. Yeah, too late. So let's (laughs) let's just roll with it. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, the story is very simple. Uh, but in the best way, because it works super well. It's for the... super simple, but a lot of stuff happens. Oh, it's fucked up. This stuff is happens. one of those movies, and we've watched a few of these kinds of movies for the podcast, where they're just like journeys. Yeah, yeah. With like crazy side characters, things that are just take a hard left turn for like thirty minutes, and then and, go back to and something then else. Comes back to the kind of the main point eventually, but like it's. Like, Come and See is an example. Yeah, uh, yeah, Felix yeah. the Cat is a kind of yeah. example. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's these kinds of oh, movies. Oh, this actually has, yeah, a good, like, Felix the Cat vibe. Or, yeah, yeah, that that feels similar. It makes now that sense. You that. And, and I realize... Fritz the Cat. Fritz the Cat, sorry, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felix the Cat is another animated movie. Interesting, not familiar with that. <laughs> From one. back in the day. Um, uh, but I realize that I like this kind of movie 
where it's just like a really weird uh, odyssey. Odyssey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said, you you mentioned Forrest Gump. Like, this felt like Forrest Gump, and then I said this feels like if Forrest Gump took place in the Gummo universe. Yeah, that's I the think most... That's apt. That's the most accurate description, I think, uh, that could ever be made of this movie. Yeah. Because, uh, and once we get into kind of the, the story and the journey that Bubby goes on, there's a, a lot of Forrest Gump in there. A, a lot. Da- like, a lot. Which... <laughs> What year did Forrest Gump come out? Ooh, that's a good that's a good question. Because this is ninety three. I think Gump Forrest a... Gump came out in ninety three as well. Oh my god! I'm not, I don't think I'm kidding. Ninety four. Ninety four. This beat it. <laughs> oh boy! But Forrest Gump was based on a book. Anyway, Forrest Gump copied Bad Boy Bubby. That's you all. You heard it here first. And you know who else did Nick Cave? But we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, true. So the movie literally opens with Dick. Title screen and dick. So uh, in the same shot. In the same shot. A, a true work of art. But not not gratuitous. Uh, it's Bubby is an adult man uh, who we learn has been sheltered by his mother. Like literally like in this apartment room kind of nowhere else. Hasn't left. Hasn't left. Uh, Doesn't really know anything. Anything. Well, he's told that it's poisonous outside. Oh, that's right. Um, so he's kind of locked in this room under like religious... Fear and an abusive mom who, after bathing him, that's the opening scene, she fucks him. <sighs> Just to be blunt about it. it. It's, yeah, it, this this movie's, that, that review was, was accurate. The, that we'll review was accurate. Much. It, it starts, starts off with incest. With, it starts off with incest. Yeah. Uh, it's gross. Yeah. Uh, she keeps, Happens multiple times. She keeps times. calling him good boy Bubby, which was very confusing because that is not the title of the movie. Yeah. So. I think it, he's the only one that says bad boy Bubby. I think you're right. I think, and later, he's after, okay, anyway. At the end of the journey. At the end of the journey. Well, God. the journey begins with this. The journey begins with a fucked up relationship with his mom Horribly right off Horribly abusive. Yeah. She beats him as well. She uses, there's a cross on, yeah. the, on the wall that she Jesus is watching you. Like, you have to sit at this table all day while I am gone or Jesus, like, what does she say? If the poison doesn't get you, God will. Yes. Uh, it's fucked up. Just, yes. like, horrible religious manipulation. And so, so she leaves for work one day, and he sits at this table all day and, like, pisses, pisses himself. Pisses himself, maybe. Or shits, shits himself. The we, coloring was, couldn't we're, figure we're it out. We're not quite sure, and the fact yeah. that we can't tell makes it even grosser. Uh, the, the apartment's repulsive as is already. Yeah, let's already. talk about the, the place, the setting. In the gray, beginning, at least. Gray, uh, just with, like, soot and gunk on the walls. When I had to ask, what is that on the walls? Yeah. And there are multiple options. That's yeah, just yeah. like a sign that... It's like, oh, wait, what? That on the wall? No, or no, that no the on other the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it was disgusting. And, yeah. it, like, the first 15, 20 minutes of this movie really paints, like, a disgusting picture for for Bubby at this point. And and what we what we realize early on is that Bubby is, is like... Copying everybody, basically. Yeah, he is genuinely... He's like a, a mirror. He has he he has mental deficiencies, obviously. We don't know how much of that is uh, what he's born with or just the lack of proper education and being raised. Um, My he, guess is that both. his mom is terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing and it's that, both. He, he, he wasn't born into the best circumstances and then right. he was nurtured into being who he was, yeah. which is a very interesting thing because Bubby does a lot... Of this is kind of jumping ahead, but Bobby does Bubby does a lot of uh, bad things. Yeah, um, just objectively bad things. But he, there's no malicious intent. He doesn't understand. He's literally, like you said, mimicking and copying what he has witnessed and seen throughout his life. So, back up. 
He's in this room. The first 35 minutes of the movie of this, it's almost two hours. It's like right under two hours. Yep. With, with the commercial breaks of Tubi. With the commercial breaks of Tubi. are very nicely timed. Yes, Thank they you are. Tubi. We'll get to that oh, later. Oh, God. Uh, the first 35 minutes take place mostly in this room with uh, him and his mom. Flo. In Flo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Her uh, name the, is Flo. The, the worst woman. There's a lot of talk of, uh, of Flo's tits. Bubby loves them. Bubby loves big tits. <laughs> <laughs> he makes that known. Makes that <laughs> oh throughout God. the movie. Uh, okay. Bub, and, and I mentioned uh, Bubby and Ro- and Arkham share a lot of similarities in, yeah. in the type of women they like. With Bubby, it just also happens to be his mom. Yeah, which is which is pretty gross. And uh, then that makes that that type of woman is who, or at least body type of woman is who he's attracted to. Which is fine. Whatever. We don't kink shame. No kink shame. No kink shaming uh, on hard, the cellar. It's hard building. not to. It, it is. It's hard not to. Sometimes. It's hard, but you know, to each their own. So, uh, the movie just progresses. We see Bubby starts to mimic. Uh, he has a pet cat uh, that is uh, is feral. I wouldn't even really call it a pet because he keeps it in like a literal cage. Like it's not like a, a, a kennel or a... Or a can't think of the word right it now. It looks like uh, a hollowed out like air conditioning container. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It doesn't look like something that's With just like a grate over yeah, top. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's he's just fucking with the cat, but he's fucking with it in the way that his mom fucks with him. Like, he is repeating to the cat what she screamed at him. Yeah, and, and like how she hits him, he hits the cat. She He asks a question about breathing, so she plugs his nose and covers his mouth until he like fights her off. And then he mimics that on she the says, cat. That's what's not breathing. That's what's and it's not, like yeah. it's brutal. It's really uncomfortable. She's so mean. The mom yeah. is is so such a terrible person, yeah. but also just a like gross pervert yeah. as well. Yeah. And to like drive the point home that like it's dangerous to leave, she puts on a gas mask every time she leaves the house to but make it's not it, even attached to it. It's not atta- like it's not just, that it matters. It's just to the open air. It's just for like the brainwashing yeah. of Bubby, basically. Yeah. Uh to be like if you leave, you're gonna get poisoned and die. Uh so it's just a lot of this and then Bubby uh mimics what he has seen to the point of killing this cat. He wraps it in saran wrap and suffocates it. So this is this is all within the first twenty minutes of the movie. We mm-hmm. see incest and him kill a cat. Yes. And this is a comedy that we enjoy. We didn't laugh yet. No, 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 no. We were not laughing yet. No, well, we we were just, I think, intrigued. Like, yeah, we were very intrigued. Yeah. But I, I think we were both kind of waiting. We were like, is this gonna, is it all gonna take place yeah. in this movie? Because we've seen movies that yeah. do that. And but we knew eventually that he would get out. Yeah. But like, when is this gonna happen? When and what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, like that. It, it threw us for for a, a threw, threw a curveball to start. Yep. And then we were just off our and it's like balanced the whole time. Not, I wouldn't say any part of this movie really lags, but like that thirty-five minutes definitely is the longest of the movie because it's it's not even the most. Oh God, it's so hard to say because a lot of fucked up stuff happens. But I, I would say it's the most uncomfortable parts of the movie happen within the apartment, yeah. and then the more fu- like still fucked up stuff happens, but more more of the fun. Like weird stuff rather than the depraved stuff starts to happen once he leaves. I think what also happens is once he gets out, and we'll explain that in a second, but once he gets out, it's like he's going somewhere every other exactly. 10 minutes. Yeah. And so this is literally the longest we're ever in one place yeah. and it, for yeah. this first bit. The movie just moves yeah. after and then, that. And then, so, okay, so how does he get out? So, uh, there is, while his mom is away a couple times, there is this ominous knock at the door, someone yelling, Flo, I know you're in there, I know you're in there, but Bubby, being 
good boy Bubby that he is, is silent, sits at the table, doesn't do anything until Flo comes home and he repeats what he heard at the door. And then the the passage of time is a little weird uh, during this segment in terms of days because he's locked in there. The time doesn't really matter to Bubby. So he doesn't I don't see the sun. So yeah. So I don't really know how much time has passed, right. but eventually that voice and knock returns, and while Flo is home and she lets the person in, come to find out it's Bubby's biological dad who hasn't been around for thirty-five years, and he says, "Well, wow, thirty-five years really flew by." <laughs> I mean, I guess so, man. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a drunk. He's a drunk who's dressed as a priest. Who's like, ah, that doesn't matter. Can I... he explain why he's wearing a priest collar? Nope. Okay, because he definitely just rips it off. I think she's trying to have sex with Flo. He's like, 100%. You're a beautiful woman, Flo, still. And we're like, Your sexy skin, it's so soft. I'm like, Really? Yeah, is it? And listen, there is somebody out there who loves Flo. 100%. Uh, Not me. I don't think. I don't think her skin is that great. <laughs> to put it mildly. To put it mildly. Uh, I, I said it looks like she probably has sleep apnea. Is <laughs> <laughs> that how I described her body type. It's true. And, uh... Not, not a... It's accurate. Yeah. She sucks. She's she's an abusive she's mother, so fuck her. We're, yeah, we're trying to be mean to her because she is a yeah. horrible, horrible person. And the dad ends up being... Well, they, uh, pop. He's just like, hey, call me Pop. Call me Pop. So <laughs> Bubby's like, oh, I'm Pop. Hi, Pop. Pop, Pop, Pop. He's like, all right, that's enough. Calm down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Uh, so essentially, from that point on, Flo no longer gives a shit about Bubby and only cares about fucking Harold, was his name? Yes. Uh, banging Harold and drinking. And that's more they or do, less. They do a lot of both. Yeah. And uh, feel bad for Bubby. Yeah, Bubby is on the outside, no longer no longer getting his mommy love. Uh, I think that's how you phrase that. Is that? Is it? I think so. Huh. And uh, eventually, like, there's not a lot that happens here in regards to here's like, where events. he st- here's where he starts to mimic. Pop. Yes, and this is when he starts to uh, get some agency for himself because Pop is very aggressive toward him and very brash. Calls him a fucking weirdo, a puffta. Which I don't think is right to say, but uh, they say it in the movie. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> and th- he doesn't like Pop at a certain point because Pop is taking flow from him. And he saw what he could do with the cat. So, uh... What did he, what did it, how did he kill the cat? Uh, well, he was playing with some saran wrap on his own face and realizing that he couldn't breathe. So that's how he killed the cat. Yeah. And then uh, Pop passes out from drinking... And uh, he's like, let me give this a little try. Let's we'll see how this works. And yeah, he suffocates Pop and Flo to death. It works well. It works super well. Yes. And then he stays in the apartment for days. Yeah. Again, the passage of time is pretty vague. But yes. yeah, it's it's pretty clear. Also, we forgot a very important uh, detail that happened right before he killed uh, Mom and Pop. Destroying the apartment. That was a, a small detail as well, but no, he gave himself a little haircut. Oh, oh. yeah, one of the sh- <laughs> gave himself a little haircut. Also, let's say before the haircut, iconic hairdo, beautiful hair, like truly great A mullet, unreal. Yeah, and then he, he gives himself a little snip. That sounded now it's just a yeah sounded, it sounded weird. <laughs> then it's just like this wild fucking chop job oh, of a haircut. It's it's bad, but we don't know what he's gonna do next. And then we see him at a like cooking Boiling something in, in, some in a brown in a goo? pot. And then he takes some, smears it on his face. We're like, what is that goo? 
we're not told. Nope. And then he starts, you know, putting his own hair that he cut on his face as a beard. Yep. Which, it, which I imagine is what you used to do. Yeah, it's... it. Before I grew this luxurious mustache that I have before you now, uh, I also would uh, collect my hairs that would fall from my dome and it, glue it, them to you my You do face. your pubes, though, right? Oh, yeah, it's the only way to make it look realistic. Of course. Yeah. Trust me. Bubby, Bubby was working with what he had. I know he had plenty of pubes, as we saw in the we opening saw scene. Him, but we were told <laughs> he has lots of them. But, Explicitly. Uh, but he didn't know. He's been sheltered. So, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that, that whole beard thing was actually, that was, that I was think, the first, the first time we laughed. Yeah. yeah. And it was hilarious. It was very funny. He also puts on an, uh, Pop's uh, uh, priest, collar. priest collar. So he's like trying to just be him. Yeah, Pop has scruff and a beard. So like he's trying to look like him. He's chameleoning yep. him, basically. Um, so after he kills them, lays with their bodies for a while, he decides that he's going to trek outside um, with the gas mask. Uh, and he takes his dead cat and Put, puts it in a suitcase. Puts it in a suitcase. Walks outside. That's all he takes. By it the is way. just a suitcase just with the suitcase. The saran wrapped dead cat <laughs> with the head out. Yeah, with yeah, the head sticking out. And he uh, sees this truck of people uh, who like freak him out and yell at him. And he runs back inside. But then it seems he connects the dots of wait, Flo and Pop kept leaving the apartment without the gas mask, and those people in the truck weren't wearing gas masks. So he walks out the door, takes a big deep breath, smiles, and now the movie's begun. And now we are rooting for Bubby. Yeah, now we're rooting for Bubby. We just saw him bang his mom and commit double murder while gluing hair to his face. But he's our protagonist. But when we say that he's kind of like Forrest Gump, he's... 100%. This is Forrest Gump if directed by Harmony Kareem. God... Like, so accurate. The crossover of, of our dreams. Oh, my dreams? Your dreams. Yeah. I don't like <laughs> still, but still. my nightmares. Uh, so from here, what, the pretty much the first thing we see is that wheelchair robbery, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, yes. Okay, okay. So so he is wandering down the street, yep. the sidewalk. Uh, somebody will occasionally say something to him, and he just repeats it right back to yeah. him. Uh, pretty funny. Yeah. We're also... Because they just think he's just some dude walking down the street. We know what just happened. Right. And so I think in the beginning stages of his escape, I'm still very uncomfortable. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know what he's about to do. Yeah. And it's... The tension is still very Is this going to get violent? Exactly. Is this going to get... Yeah. Exactly. And then pretty much the first thing we see is uh, he turns to around a corner and uh, somebody in a wheelchair speeds past Going him, like 50. Like... <laughs> Absolutely flying, not literally flying, but going incredibly fast. Uh, being chased by somebody like, "Hey, you that bag? She stole my. He stole my bag." Meanwhile, uh, he he runs into a woman. She explains that the person in the wheelchair stole the bag. I've never seen anybody go that fast before. It was incredible. And maybe the most fun fact about the movie is that the director claims that that scene is based on an event he witnessed in real life. That's just phenomenal. That's how you write. It's freaking crazy. Yeah. That he witnessed someone in a wheelchair steal someone's bag and zoom the fuck out of there. Basically escape. We're, yeah. We assume. We don't ever see them again. They don't ever yep. come up again. But I'm glad you reminded me because it's, it's such a great scene that eased the tension a little bit. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this is this may be a little more... Silly? Not silly. Yeah. Like, not. I don't want to say light, but no. not, <laughs> as, not as depraved 
in the oppressive sense that the first 35 minutes kind of were. Yeah. And then pretty much right after that, he hears singing voices and finds a chorus uh-huh. outside where he kind of examines them each one by one. Gropes them one by one. Grabbing their, their breasts. Breasts. Including the men. Yeah, he touched the men's he breasts. He knows well. what he likes. And we, like, feel bad for him, but we also know that that he doesn't know better? He, yeah, he doesn't know at all. Because it's just what he did with his mom, because his mom let that happen. And the and the women who he does it to are, like, very nice to let's, him? Let's note that uh, the, the Australian community seems to be incredibly tolerant. Very chill. Very fucking chill if we're taking this movie as any sort of realism in regards to how the people who live there are. Which we shouldn't. We shouldn't, but I'm going to. <laughs> they're either they're either the civilians or they're Bubby in my mind. Though that's, that's Australians now. Bubby or, or, or die. It's it's this or the loved ones. Have your pick. I would prefer, I think, to live with Bubby than to have a drill put through my fucking skull. Than daddy? Ugh. I I'd pick Bubby over daddy. I pick Pop over Daddy. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. a fair, fair choice. Uh, and so he ends up with this choir, uh, who they just kindly kinda, take him. They just take him in, take him in, take him along, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go get some pizza. Want to come with us?" Bubby, we then learn, has never eaten like real food. Uh, so he becomes obsessed with pizza, which is can, apt. We, t- can we talk about the pizza that they bring out? One of the worst looking fucking things I've ever seen uh, in my life. It looks super. Burnt, yeah, but also disgusting. It's like black. Yeah, like uh, normally, I guess I'm trying to think of other movies that I've like seen pizza in. It's hard to ruin pizza. That's all I'll say. Yeah, they make it look horrible. It, it made me. If I ever go to Australia, I'm, I'll never order pizza. I'll tell you what, Bubby loved it though. Bubby did love it. Bubby, Bubby loves pizza. That comes up multiple times in the movie. It's a plot point. <laughs> and he's just out. He's like kind of scoping on ladies, having a good time, and then he's banging one of the women. All of a sudden, it cuts from this pizza diner to Bubby in bed with a woman on top of him uh, having sex. Yep. It is... Who starts singing in German because it's her her friend Jesus, her personal friend Jesus. Her uh, good friend another, Jesus. Uh, yeah, another, oh, another sexual like Jesus reference. There's a lot of fuck God and... There's a lot of There's God a lot of religion in this. and, and uh, anti-religion in this movie. But yeah, she starts singing while having sex in German and uh, keeps singing while uh, as it goes faster and blah, Climaxes. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and for me, it was like, this is uncomfortable. It was super uncomfortable. Like, sh- not... He's mentally ill. Yes, like clearly. And so very... He's literally just repeating things that oh she says God. to him. Yeah. Bet. It's super bizarre, but... It's kind of loving. It's in and out, and it's done. It's done. No pun intended with the in and out, but it's it's done. It, they do that. The scene cuts. It shows him leaving the apartment the next day, and <laughs> just then he's just walks off out. on his on his fucking the way. next part of the journey. <laughs> Ends up at a at a, a copy store where he doesn't really know how businesses work, so he just walks to the back and gets yelled at and he, kicked out. Well, the guy at the front desk was like, "Hey, stop!" And he starts barking at it. Yeah. <laughs> Really yeah. loudly. Yeah. Uh, because he grew up with the cat so much, uh, he heard a dog bark uh, before he walked into the coffee shop that, that he hissed at. Oh, he, he does hiss at He lot. hisses a lot. He hisses at a lot of people, which, I don't know. I don't know about the current high school generation, but when we were in high school, there was always at least one. There was a kid that hissed. One kid that like, hissed like two. a cat. They were also the anime kids. There is some crossover there. With There's the, a lot of crossover. With the, with the furry uh, community as well. Yeah. Um, yep. Which we love. No kink shaming. No kink shame. We welcome Not the furry community. whatsoever. Um, but yes, that is true. Yeah. 
he likes to hiss at people. <laughs> yeah. He gets thrown out of the cof- copy shop. And uh, the majority of this part before he meets the band is just literally just running into civilians. He runs into this guy that's trying to cut down a tree. And, like, nobody's mean to him. Everyone maybe think he's a little weird. And, like, the guy with the chainsaw was like, get out of the way, dude. But then he cuts the tree down. And he's like, look at that shit. Like, he's like, ah. but was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody kind of, like, shrugs him off. Yeah. It's just like, okay, this is a weird dude, but he's fine. And he's, like, he's just kind of repeating everybody still. Yeah. And kind of, like... He ends up at the donut shop and literally just repeats that woman to the point of, like, putting on her voice inflection. She overhears this, pays for his donuts, and is just like, come with me, where are you from? Everybody takes him under his under their wing. He gropes her as well. He gropes her, but she's like, oh, I still got it. Like, it's so bizarre. This <laughs> is such a weird movie. And then, like, nobody's reactions are what we expected. He's telling a cop to, like, get the fuck out of the road. The cop pulls him out of that woman's car, punches him in the gut. And then the woman throws the suitcase with the cat out and drives <laughs> off. And the truck behind her takes him in. And this is where we meet the band. This is such a... I never even realized that that was the transition. Yeah. It's so quick. He uh, gets picked up by this woman. He gropes her. He s- says some shit to the cop. Uh, the cop pulls him out, punches him, drives off. The guy calls him a pig. The guy, <laughs> the guy calls yeah. him a pig. The Truck driver behind him is like, hey, hey, I saw what that guy did to you. I saw what that pig did to you. I saw that pig did to you. Here, hop in the back. He hops in the back of a truck with the band. They start singing that song. With the band. F-U-C-K, F-U-C-K, Gone, 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 or whatever it is. It was awesome. It was cool. And we were like, oh, is the music in this going to be kind of They're just like a bunch of dudes uh, hanging out in the back of a truck. Drinking beer. We made the joke that they were like some goofy band. Turns out they are a goofy band. They are a goofy band. They were on their way to a show that no one showed up to. Literally nobody showed up to. And (laughs) Bubby was just... Bubby was just happy to be there. They popped a security vest on Bubby. <laughs> he gave him a beer. He was having a great fucking time. He has made he's made his first friends. Exactly. And then this whole stretch is like normal and nice. We like, had fun with this stretch. The band never goes sinister, and I'm so happy it doesn't because they stay they they are one of the few that reoccur throughout the movie and they become a major part toward the end. But, like, the whole time they are, like, genuinely, like, this guy's weird and eccentric, but we like having him around. And they, like, look out for it. They genuinely do. They're like, he obviously doesn't have his wits about him. We got to take care of him. But they, like, enjoy his company. Yeah. And it's cool. So they're, they're like, at their home base, their show was a bust, whatever. They're sitting around eating pizza, drinking beers, and a newspaper ends up on the table. And Bubby sees that there's the cling wrap killer. And it's the picture of his mom, Flo, and Harold, his dad. And just immediately, because he's Bubby and doesn't know any better, he goes, that's my mom. That's my pop. I did that. <laughs> like, I did that. And everybody's like... They're like, there's a reward. Huh. And this is where where you would assume a normal, a regular movie would have been, the band would have turned on him, tried to get the reward, because the whole time they're talking like, we're broke, we don't have they anything. They have no money. Yeah. Uh, so they're all trying to kind of figure out what to do. And in the meantime, they tell Bubby uh, to go pick something up, to go get money, to go get them money. They made the joke. They were yeah. like, they're like, yeah, go grab some money while go you're out. Go grab some money while you're out. And he's like, okay. And he does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he goes to a convenience store where a guy is counting cash. He repeats what the cop said to him, punches him <laughs> in the gut like the cop did to him. And he takes the money and comes back, gives it to the band. And the band's just like, fuck yeah, dude. Cool. <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah. And we then, told him to get money and he got money. And then they, they're... Debating on whether they want to turn him in or not, and basically they decide to keep him around. Yeah, they're like, you know what, man, he seems... They straight up say, like, he's not hurting anybody. He seems harmless. No, and then they have a show that night. 
Yep. Uh, Is it that night? No, not that night because he ends up separate. He ends the time that he sings with them is later because oh, he runs back into that's them. That's right. That's right. Uh, he's already he ends up in jail between them. Right. 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 We got to get there. Yeah. So after he leaves the band, you think more or less it's gonna kind of follow this uh, trajectory of him just with random people, but right after the band, he ends up wandering again and. Is that when he goes to, like, tries to enter, like, that woman's club or whatever and gropes the woman and gets kicked? Because that's what lands him in jail. Mm-mm. No, what lands him in jail is when... Oh, he... when he chases that woman out of the restaurant. Yes. You're right. Oh, no, they set him up with the friend, with that weird guru friend at the art studio. That is so true. We were very confused at this. The band yeah. the band was basically like, hey, we're going to send you to go hang out with our buddy. Yeah. Who will... Look after you, you give you some clothes. Basically, or the dude gives him some like hilariously nice clothes. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like this weird goofy hat, and, but it's like yeah. I guess fashionable for the time. Yeah. That's what we're told at least. Yeah, and they, takes they, him out to a restaurant. To this nice restaurant yep. where he sees a woman very similar to the body type that he likes of his mother. And honestly, the majority of the women in this movie look exactly alike. Yes, that is one hundred percent. It is true. hard from it, from the co- copy shop on. Like, there's a woman that looks like Angel, who shows up later, who all look like Flo. Yeah, if you told me they were all the same actress, yeah. I, w- I could potentially believe like, you. Like, Flo is just the older version of all these women. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we are told very uh, explicitly what Bubby likes. Yeah. And because Bubby, I like them tits. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's true, yes. Uh, what He he says some, uh, uh not honkers, but he says something else that's, like, pretty funny. Uh... We'll think on it because yeah. it's part of the lyrics later in the in his fucking <laughs> song. Um, but he is staring at this woman, and this friend who's at dinner with him is just like, "Well, if you if you're so interested in her, why don't you say something?" So Bubby immediately he gets, gets up, up basically before the dude finishes <laughs> the sentence and is like, "Okay," and just walks over to this woman, like gets right in her face and is just like, "Bubby likes <laughs> Bubby likes them tits," and he's. Tra- He's trying to compliment her. He is trying. That's to, how he's. That's how he. How, that's how Bubby is nice. He is trying to flatter her and express interest, and she's not even mad that he's what he's doing. She's mad because she thinks that he's making fun of her and that he's not actually attracted to her because she calls him rich and handsome. Yeah, just because you're rich and handsome thinks you can make fun of someone like me. And she runs out of the restaurant and Bubby like sprints <laughs> like like fast, very fast like <laughs> after her. And cuz at that time he was calling himself Pop to her and then he goes, "No, it was just me, Bubby. I'm sorry. Bubby does care. Bubby does like you." That lands him in jail. She starts screaming, gets arrested. Basically, yeah, he follows her out in the street, harasses her, basically, yeah. and then the next scene is him being thrown in jail. Yeah. And there's not, like, that scene of him entering jail is very stressful because there's, like, weird construction going on with, like, sparks flying. A lot of lights, and, and let's, okay, let's talk about right here because we, we mentioned this in the very, very beginning. I don't know if this will make it into the cut because it was super early, but this movie had how many cinematographers? Oh, well, Differing sources, 31 to 32. 31 to 32 pho- uh, directors of photography. Yeah, that this this scene was the, was one of the first ones that we were like, okay, this is like, this is showing. Like The first time that we really noticed it was in the apartment, but we couldn't tell if that was just to signify they were drunk or not. But now it makes more sense. There, were, there are so many changes in camera. Style, the, the shot quality, like all of it more or less works too, but... 
30 fucking, over 30 cinematographers. That's, you... And this was nominated. You did some research and, and said, you know, that... They did that because they thought it would be easier? They thought they thought having like a consistent guy would have been more of a hassle. And I don't understand the mindset. Yeah, uh, I don't quite but get that, that also, one. The director also claims that it took him over 10 years to write this fucking movie. So he obviously didn't really it's know. Mas- it's a masterpiece. Yeah. I, th- I genuinely really enjoyed it. I do too. Uh, so f- here is the next most difficult scene of the movie. Um, outside of... The apartment stuff at the beginning, then there's this. And really outside of these two things and, like, the cat deaths, because the cat deaths were just sad. Yeah, true. But these two things are, like, genuinely unsettling and disturbing. Uh, Bubby is in jail. He gets this, like, group of bagpipers enter the jail, and they're... they're very confusing. Yeah, they're, they're playing a tune, and a cop takes Bubby out of his cell... And moves him to the cell of this large, mean-looking man. Uh, And from there, we immediately realized that Bubby was moved there for a specific reason. And it's that this man rapes Bubby. It is... We don't see anything. It's just... It's Bubby's face. It's only on his face. face, Like an extreme close-up on his face. It's emotionless. It's not... He... he, What's the word uh, where you like despondent? Like no, where you like dissociate? Dissociate. Yeah. He like dissociates super yeah. hard. But it also like it never comes up again. No. It's never it's never discussed. It's it's almost like he genuinely has no idea that that was wrong. Like because he has no <sighs> concept of it, it, based because of his mother. Exactly, and, and yeah, for him it's like, and he seems un. After the scene, he's like unfazed. He walks out smiling. Not well, to say. Well, after the scene, we get a very well timed Tubi commercial break. Of course. Tubi did the exact same thing with Irreversible. <laughs> and trauma. And trauma, yeah. So fucking. Thank you. Thank you, Tubi. Uh, it was needed. Yeah. I'd and say. essentially, after that scene, um, which thankfully is not super long, I'd say it's, it's about like a minute and a half total. Uh, from the time he enters the cell till it ends. Yeah, it feels long, though. It, of course it feels <laughs> fucking long. Uh, he gets brought before, like, the warden or whatever, and the it seems like the warden's like, all right, you did your time. You, like, essentially, you got raped so you can be let out. Yeah. And he gives him, like, a $10, $10 bill or whatever the equivalent of Australian That's where is. he got the $10 bill? Yeah. Oh, it was I, I was on trying the, to remember. Yeah, it was on the warden's desk. And then he repeated whatever the band said, like, um, like this will do, or, like, this is all that's left oh, or something right. like that. And walks out, and he ends up in that fucking church. The church scene is wild because, so, we've seen a lot of church scenes in the movies that we've watched. Specifically, Rosary the whole, job. The rosary job is the one that jumps to my mind. Yep. Uh, so when he walks into this, I think something gross yeah, is going to yeah. happen. Yeah, 100%. Like, and automatically. Well, we hear an organ and we see a guy sitting down, like, his arms moving robustly. So, immediately we think he's jerking off. Or doing something gross. Yeah, but he's playing the organ. Not his organ. Not the flesh organ. Not the flesh organ. <laughs> Uh, and he finishes his song, sees <laughs> Bubby, and is just like, come with me. And then all of a sudden, they are in this massive fucking lab, warehouse science lab. This was another camera switch up, 100%. Very cool One shot. One shot. One shot that just zooms out for the entirety of this conversation, not even a conversation, this monologue, that this random organist scientist... He's, I think he's a doctor scientist. He is a doctor scientist, MD. MD. 
uh, is giving this monologue essentially that boils down to fuck God. You have to think God out of existence. Think he keeps, God he keeps out of saying. existence. It is like he says, "Smite me if you dare." Yeah, and it, it's honestly it's pretty fucking it's, badass. Cool, yeah. and and it comes out of nowhere. We don't understand it, and it sticks with Bubby. Yeah, Bubby, <laughs> Bubby becomes uh, metal. Yeah, pretty fucking metal. He becomes. He definitely becomes an avant-garde artist. We, <laughs> learn, we learn yes. that. So after this, he's walking around the streets saying, "Fuck God, smite me, fuck God, strike me down," just kind of out loud to nobody, or to uh, God, or to God. Oh, and then he ends up back at the pizza shop because he's looking for the singer group. He's trying to find his friends. Trying Which to find his friends. I'm bummed because they didn't have, the band didn't have a name, right? Early? No, no, no. Not and, that we knew. And we don't know any of the characters' yeah. names. So they're just kind of the band. Yeah. They're like a collective group, basically. Yeah. Which is cool. But so, I, I like, I, I like, I would have liked them to have a good band, a yeah. good band name, of course. They end up with a good band name. We'll get to it. Um, but he goes back to the pizza shop, either looking for the band, looking for that choir that he hung out with earlier, whatever. They're not there. Um, he gets his pizza, ends up getting beaten. Like I said earlier, he tries to like enter this woman's... It's just all women. That's why I'm assuming it's like a woman's club or something. He finally gets his ass kicked for groping somebody. Yeah, all the women turn on him, kick which kick him to the ground. He uh, deserves... Let's, let's, let's... It had to get out of the way. Yeah. He had to get his ass kicked. Yep. He's got to learn he can't fucking do that exactly. shit. Uh, and then he... I don't, I don't know if this is exactly in order, but he uh, ends up with... Uh, back on the streets no he goes home after he gets beat up he goes back to the apartment and it's like mom you were right it's really hard out here for bubby where he where at the apartment there are the outlines of his dead parents yeah like the the chalk outlines the tape outlines of his dead parents and he stays there for what seems probably like a day or two just sitting in there and then he decides that uh, it's really sad. It is really this sad. It's like a very, uh, f- an emotional scene for a movie that I did not expect yeah. to have any emotional depth at all. He, uh, well, at this point he's already gotten rid of his dead cat because the band said it stunk. <laughs> yeah, uh, they so did he's just, alone. <laughs> yeah, he has no, he has no dead cat. He has no dead company. cat, no friends, he's alone. Uh, so he, he ends up back on the street and he meets a kitten. That, a very cute kitten. F- fucking very cute kitten. That he takes a liking to. And he, like, sets up shop there. He then, In the streets. In the streets. <laughs> he then starts wandering around again, yada, yada, yada. And he fucking stumbles across a gig. And it's the band. And what does Bubby do? He walks right over the bar. <laughs> he did not buy a ticket. <laughs> did not buy a ticket. Walks in behind the bar, over the bar, right up onto stage. The band, excited to they're see so him. They're so pumped to see Bubby. They're just like, oh shit, Bubby's here. <laughs> and they're just like in the middle of a song playing. And they're like this like neat new wave band almost. And they just slide a microphone over to him. And Bubby just starts ranting. He starts repeating all the lines that he's heard. Like, you're a weird fucking kid. Like, every mean thing that was said to him, he just starts saying in time with the music he's got good rhythm into the mic and captivates the fucking audience and then the show was like a huge success the band is like you're part of the band you got to do this and uh they're like bubby's like no bubby's gone pop now i'm pop now and he says pop has to go feed his cat pop has to feed cat and he's filling this new giant briefcase that (laughs) he he has bigger briefcase with pizza that the uh band gave him and they're like bubby we'll get you a as much pizza as you want, we'll bring you to the cat. Like, you just have to play with us. They just want to hang out with Bubby. Yeah. Now. Like, it's so nice. It's so nice. And then they, uh, 
eventually just give him a note because they don't trust that he'll come back. This is the most genuine thing yeah. that maybe I've seen in any of the movies we've They write watched. down an address, number, phone numbers, names. They're, they're like, like, hey, take they're this. Like, hey, we're a band. We're hanging out. We're, we're Bubby's friends. Here's the address. All yep. this stuff. Make sure he's here tomorrow night because we have a gig and Bubby is now part of the band. And this Sorry, is when Pop it, is now part of the This is when band. it takes another left turn. Yeah. Bubby uh, is walking back to feed the cat pizza and he sees these drunk assholes who have killed the cat yeah. is what it boils down cat to. Cat didn't have a name either. The cat, it was just cat. Cat. And he he's cat don't be still is probably the saddest line in the movie. Oh, he's cat, holding cat, the cat. Cat don't be still. Cat don't be still. Which oh when he God. killed his dad he said be still. Be still pop. Yeah. Which was like Because his mom told him to be still yeah, before Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. So so the be still thing coming back with the cat was like really sad. Damn. And because he doesn't really he he does not comprehend death. You can tell because he's murdered people and killed a cat. He doesn't understand this. Yep. So he is sitting in the park eating his old ass pizza, petting this dead cat. Ugh. When uh, these people with cerebral palsy in wheelchairs roll up, and their nurse um, named Angel is. Comes. Is she named Angel, or does he just? He I just, think he calls her Angel, and then she, she. No, well, the parents call her Angel. But he definitely calls her Angel without ever knowing her name. Well, he says that right? Rachel called, like, Rachel says you're an oh, angel. Oh, because he can understand Rachel. Yeah. That Rachel's one sense. of the women with cerebral palsy no, right. who doesn't um, uh, audibly speak. Can't, like, verbalize. Yeah, verbalize words. things. Um, but apparently Bubby can understand But her. But they, they, like, connect spiritually. Um, and Rachel takes, like, a big, like... He's she's very comforted by Bubby's presence, yeah. and Bubby like helps communicate for her. More importantly, though, what does uh, Angel look like? Angel looks like Flo. Who is? He's my mom. Exactly. Yeah. Another one of them. Yeah. Uh, but Angel is. He also like, says that he likes her boobs as well. Like straight up. Like immediately. Yeah. Uh, Angel obviously knows something's wrong with Bubby, uh, but she has not seen. She appears to be like oh, no one's been able to communicate with Rachel like this, so we got to bring Bubby along. Also, that cat's dead. <laughs> she does point that out. <laughs> also, also, you're petting a dead cat. Also, you're petting a dead cat. Um, so she brings him to the facility where these people live. And honestly, this is like a really sweet... Like, the all of the interactions with the cerebral palsy patients are like so tender and yeah. sweet. And I mean, there's, there's probably like, what, 10 of them or so? Yeah. And they're yeah. in this group and, and... They all love Bubby. There's multiple nurses. Or Pop. He's going by Pop He goes by point. Pop now because... Bubby is dead. Bubby was bad. Yeah. Bubby's gotta go. We've got a real, like, Gollum Smeagol kind yes. of situation yes. here. Which, another great character. Yep. So, Angel's helping him bathe and she's asking him about who Bubby is because she figured out... Because he had said Bubby a couple times and he's like, Bubby's dead. Only Pop now. I am Pop now. Uh, and then he's like, Pop likes your tits. And she's like, uh, well, that's great, Pop. And he's like, Pop wants to see him. She's like, I'll show him to Bubby. Ugh, which was not the line I expected. Nope. Um, <laughs> at first, I was like, okay, she's just using this as a ploy to like learn more. But nope, she straight up does. Yeah, she, he's like, okay, Bubby's here. Okay, Bubby. Hi, <laughs> yeah, I'm Bubby. <laughs> yeah, like immediately. Uh, and then she does, and he is very kind. And he's Bubby, and he's like, you're beautiful. I, I love that. And she's just like... You can tell she's super self-conscious. You find out more later, but it's very—it's a very like tender, sweet situation. It's almost like in it's the, a fucked up it's, it's scene. In, it's but... in the gummo scene. Yes, it's with the, the yes. sister. Yep, with uh, with Solomon and the the mentally um, disabled sister. Yeah, that. Yeah. there's a lot of that same kind of energy where we are uncomfortable the whole but, time. But but it, it's like kind of sweet. There's like an understanding between yeah. them. 
And like from that moment on, like Angel is Bubby's gal. Like Angel is who Bubby cares about, who Bubby wants. Bubby is loyal. Yeah. And she's like, Bubby will be our little secret. So publicly, he's pop. But to her, he's able to be that defenseless mm-hmm. Bubby. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't, she, I mean, there's so much to be said for, does she take advantage of that? Within the context of the film, no. Right. She is very kind yeah. to him. Um, there is some, like, gray areas. She puts his dead cat in the sure. freezer so they can bury it. Like, she's being very sweet to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Should she have shown her his bazan- her bazans? No. No. Not a great idea. To each their own. To each their own. We don't kink shame. We don't kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while they're going through getting Bubby set up at this facility, uh, she finds that letter from the band. <laughs> Which... And she's it like, oh, what is this? Works out perfectly. And then cut to, they're at the <laughs> he, show. He is on stage, the next cut, yep. like, in the middle of a song. It is a... Rocking perfect. the fuck out. He's getting better. Yeah. His, Every his, time. His lyrics are getting crazier. The crowd is getting bigger. People are loving it. And right here, like, this, he's Nick Cave. He looks like Nick Cave? It's like his murder ballads. He sounds like Nick Cave. Sounds like Nick Cave. Like... It's cool as hell. Like, I would see this band. It's like weird avant-garde new wave shit. It's, it's very interesting, because this is the second movie in a row we've watched that has a prominent band featured. Yeah. and But but we like this band. Yeah, we like this band. Not Tony... What's Tony Coca-Cola from Driller Killer? <laughs> God. Yeah, it was Tony Coca-Cola. Yeah, no, I like this band way more. Yeah, this is way better. Uh, they... They don't have the name quite yet. That this that's in the last scene we learn their name, but I'll just go ahead and say it. They end up being called Pop and the uh, Saran Wrap Killers. Cling Wrap. Cling Wrap Killers. Pop, Pop and, and the, the Cling Wrap killers. killers, which is a sick. And they're name. all wearing Cling Wrap around their heads. <laughs> it looks like a Slipknot. Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, it's like... fucking. It's gnarly. Have you you saw Red State? Yes. When they Saran Wrap that dude's head, that's true. It looks like that. Yep. Yep. Um. So they do that. Uh, the show is huge success. Everyone's having fun. And then one of the bandmates is like, Bubby, come here. Gotta show you something. They're trying to get him laid. They're still being really nice to Bubby. The guys are just the best. Arguably, this got the biggest laugh out of me because it's it's too, it's too fit, naked, fully naked women. Shannon and Sharon. Who just want Bubby. Badly. Badly. And Bubby goes, tits are small. And she goes, no, they're not. They're 36C. And he goes, they ain't angel tits. <laughs> they also, the, the, the kind of fucked up joke that we laughed at was, uh, they're like, we've never had a virgin before. And me and you were, we're like, like mm, Bubby, he is not a virgin. <laughs> Unfortunately. He, uh, but yeah, he turns them down because... He loves Flo, or loves, well, he does uh, love Flo. Freudian slip. Yeah. Uh, no, he loves Angel. He does love Angel. And he only wants Angel. And it's- he does tell her that he loves her, too, because there's a scene, I don't know if it's before or after this, I think it's after, where he, it's it's a strange scene of him and Rachel just kind of crying with each other, and then Angel comes in and is like, what's going on? There's a really beautiful connection between yeah. him and Rachel, the, the cerebral palsy yeah. patient. Yeah, like he's he, holding, he takes her from oh her wheelchair, God. he's like holding her on the ground, uh, like like in his arms, not like holding he her said on the ground. He said he was, he said Bubby cries for Rachel because Rachel has no Bubby. And I'm like, yeah, holy shit. And Bubby loves Angel. And Bubby loves Angel. And so yeah. it's just like, whew. And then Angel takes that and is like, I'm going to introduce you to my parents. 
Yeah, that was a uh, another hard left turn that I didn't yeah. necessarily expect. So she... Bubby is the parents' material now. Yeah, God. Uh, the Imagine dad... Bubby going to a prom and meeting oh like the parents. The loved ones. <laughs> Same universe. Same fucking universe. Uh, we solved it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bubby goes, she warns, like, my parents are kind of difficult. Uh, they own the salvage yard, whatever. They they're, get they're pretty difficult. I would, <laughs> to say the least, uh, just covered in Jesus shit all over the walls. I forgot about that, too, yeah. Immediately launches into, isn't our daughter a fat fucking slut? Like, like pretty Straight up says that. Like, God hates fat people. Our daughter's a disgusting pig. Like, horribly ripping into her. And Bubby's sitting there going... Bubby thinks Angel's beautiful. Bubby, like, just being kind, and the mom and dad are just tearing her down. She's sobbing. And they're like, God hates fat people. God hates fat people. And Bubby's like, fuck God. Smite me if you dare. Smite me if you dare. <laughs> oh, my God. And we literally cheered. Yes. Because it was, like, an incredible callback. Yes. To, to an earlier... That, Such a good setup. That crazy monologue, too, that we were so into for that, you know, three-minute time span yeah. of one shot. And then the callback in this exact moment... Where these parents are talking about how God hates fat people and all this stuff. And it's just like, it, it, it's the great moment. Maybe my favorite moment of the movie. According to Wikipedia, the actor, Nicholas Hope, claims that he's a devout Catholic and found the scene of him having to curse God in front of the parents very difficult to film. And I find that interesting because this movie opened with incest. And that's the scene that he found difficult to film? Yeah, he had trouble with that. Yeah. Well, you know... <laughs> oh my god yeah. you can fuck your mom but just don't say god's name with a shitty attitude yeah uh i don't remember uh which one is the ten commandment <laughs> tell me you know which, one right. is, which one is you the are ten absolutely correct i have my priorities way out of whack read the bible for once damn god. so that we're gonna watch passion again <laughs> you didn't get it dude <laughs> All of that accumulates with Bubby getting kicked out, but it cuts to them in a beautiful shot of, like, a sunset overlooking smog, essentially, but, like, uh, smokestacks, uh, of them having a conversation of, Bubby just killed the parents. Yeah. Like, he, she was well, like, they were sick anyway. He, he goes back home and he goes back to his home oh, in the alleyway yeah, and it, grabs a little bit of cling wrap. And then it cuts to that. And then it cuts yeah. to that scene and we immediately know, without yeah. even being told. We're like, oh, he, yeah. The coloring is really cool. It's beautiful. It's, it, probably another cinematographer. Yeah, <laughs> One of the 31 or 32. Looks more like Deacons. Maybe Deacons jumped <laughs> yeah, in on Yeah, Deacons came in for a, a three-minute <laughs> three <laughs> shot. Uh, and it's mostly Angel just being like, uh, they were already sick. Uh, just justifying his actions, essentially. He's killed four people so far. He's killed four fucking people <laughs> and a cat. Uh, and one cat, yes. And one cat. Uh, and then from there, they're just kind of together. They finally have sex. They finally have sex. It's pretty nice. It's not. It's it's the most normal sex scene they in the kiss. movie. They kiss. Yeah, it's like it's sweet. It's not. It, it doesn't, it's on a table. It doesn't feel. Yeah, we don't. Know, we don't know where it's happening, but it doesn't feel like exploitive or no. like abusive but mm -mm. i think it, they're a good couple yeah and it from pretty much from there it goes to the final performance with the band where they're wearing that saran wrap and we learn their band name and he's got this blow up to this whole song's about flow's tits oh uh, yeah about his whole <laughs> song is about flow's <laughs> <entire tits>. song. <laughs> uh, this, at this point we see in the crowd people are dressing up like him yeah they're 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 all wearing like the priest collar 
they're like repeating back the words they like know the lyrics now yeah uh and then from here we at first thought this was like a fantasy because he undresses the blow-up doll that has large boobs that has ginormous bazans and he's like mimicking banging it essentially and the crowd is loving it, eating it up the dude the dude that we see put on the collar is like front of the crowd like so into it like (laughs) staring at bubby doing this and then it cuts to what we think is like a, a dream sequence of him and Angel then having sex, Angel having a baby, them starting a family, owning that salvage yard, and then the credits roll. Which proves it wasn't a dream? No. Bubby lived happily ever after. I guess so. And apparently the original ending was going to cut to him getting killed by the state, like death uh, penalty for the murders earlier. Uh, because... The director, uh, Australia made uh, the death penalty legal, and that pissed the director off. But he didn't want to end it that uh, solemnly. I'm glad that he didn't. I, like, I really, this, the way that we talked about this is almost like it wasn't that fucked up. But this is a fucked up movie. A lot of, a lot of fucked up stuff happens in this movie. A lot. Like, Like, we can't suggest this movie to a lot of people. No, no, but I I would absolutely suggest this to certain people. Yeah, and I would absolutely want to watch this again. 100%. This is one, like, if they came out with a Criterion or, like, a cool special edition, I would buy the Which, hell out of this. Because it won so many awards back when it came out, you would think that, that Criterion would love this yeah, kind of movie. this seems like a Criterion flick This is like up. a Sling Blade type movie. Y- yes. Like, they're very yeah. similar. I haven't seen Sling Blade, but I'm assuming here. Me either. We've seen enough. We know. We know. I Billy know Bob's Billy Bob. Per- yeah. yeah, we get it. I we saw know Bad his Santa. <laughs> I love that fucking. I know movie. you do. <laughs> uh, speaking of Crumb, uh, that guy. Yeah. Anyway, he did the Crumb documentary. The guy who directed Bad Santa directed the Crumb documentary. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty cool. fact. Um, yeah, so the credits roll, and uh, he lives happily ever the after. Ending with happened kids. so abruptly, yeah. That be, because I assumed I was like, oh, this is going to be a dream sequence. It's going to cut back to him pretending to have sex with the blow up doll in the middle of the show, and then the movie will keep going or something. I mean, credit roll. We did end it before the credits finished rolling, so who knows? I mean, yeah, it could have. But we are basically assuming that he lived happily ever after with yeah. Angel, with two kids, yeah. twins. 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 One, two, twins. Yeah, when it cut from it cut from the concert to them having sex to uh, her having a baby, we were like, wait. Yeah. You said, what? oh, this is a dream sequence. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then the credits rolled, and I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't. It was an odd transition. But you know what? Good for Bubby. Good for Pop. Good I for love, Bubby. I love a good happy ending. Yeah. Especially when I didn't think we would get one. If, like, good boy, Bubby. I've, I've said this multiple times, but what a genuinely bizarre film. It, if you can stomach what we have talked about, watch it. Because we've, ta- we've told you the things. Yeah, like, we, like we, we didn't leave anything out. If we did, we forgot, but that means it wasn't as fucked up as what we said. Or already. weird. Or as weird, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, like, we're an hour in now. Yeah. And we've... Talked this movie through. There is so much stuff that happens in this movie. Yeah, I'm impressed that we were able to do it without forgetting as much me as I too. thought we would. Yeah, yeah, yeah because, me too. Because so much interesting stuff happens yeah. after that 30 minute, uh, like fucked up bit of him being with his mom. Mom at the beginning, and then after that, it's like, like that it's is like an adventure. They almost that. feel like different movies. Like yes. the beginning is dark. 
It like, set us this, up for a different movie. It is a bleak ass, depressing, weird world that Bubby lives in, but it's so much It's closer to trauma than yep. anything else, and then it turns into Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that con I, but that contrast makes it work so Minus well. Minus the lesbian scene that trauma gives us. Shoot. I know, we're really missing Shoot. out there. Yeah, damn it. Bubby uh, Bubby gets enough action. Yes, he does. <laughs> for this movie. Yes, he really does. Uh but without that hard, dark opening of knowing where Bubby came from, like, everything else just wouldn't work as well. It would have just been... It, it wouldn't have felt as impactful. We were cheering for Bubby. Yeah, because, even... Because we know what he's been through, and we've seen the bad things he's done, and we still root for him. Because we understand he doesn't understand. Like, the, the fact that the movie is successful in doing that... There was that really cool shot of the guitarist... Uh, standing on all of those art pieces, giving that monologue about how you shouldn't kill. That was another weird monologue yeah. that came out of nowhere. This is a dope movie. I, I would definitely check it out again. Not, I don't want to say it's not for the faint of heart because this is nothing like something like Trauma or even... It's closer to something like Visitor Q. It's where, not graphic. It's yeah. not necessarily violent. No, I wouldn't... I, wouldn't, I mean... It, it's got a fucking rape scene, so of course it's violent, but it it's not... Nothing feels overly gratuitous, and that's so crazy to say with a movie that opens with incest. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is a weird movie. Like, this movie kind of perplexed me in, we, in a good way. But we liked it, yeah. yeah. Like, there, there's no... There's no way around it. And and other people like this movie, too. Yeah, like, apparently. It, it it does seem to be you're repulsed by it, or you, you, you're along for the ride. Or you get it. Yeah. Yeah. That and, you're and, okay with... I'm not okay with, but you're 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 will, like I said, willing to go along with with right. the character. You can handle the the stuff, the the elements of the story that kind of make this. We've story. seen worse, so much worse, so much worse than this. Yeah. So take that with take that for what it is, but uh, it's genuinely funny. I've I not seen anything quite like it. Absolutely not. The, yeah. the closest comparisons that we have are like... Gummo and Forrest Gump. Gummo and Forrest Gump, truly. Yeah. They're, they're, those are the, the most accurate things that we have. It's like if the structure... If the characters of Gummo followed the structure of Forrest Gump, it would be Bad Boy. But. Yes. Yeah. In, in Australia. In Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I I want to see more of this director's movies. Me too. After this. And looking into it, it doesn't seem... Like this might be his only quote-unquote extreme movie. I mean, just because of the story and the perspective and the, you know, the uniqueness of it more so. I'm yeah, just, I just interested see... in his ideas. The yeah. fact that he decided to have 31 and 32 cinematographers on one movie. What else is he going to do? And the movie looked good. It was acted fantastically. The, the, let's talk about the dude. The uh, Yeah, Nicholas uh, Hope. Hope, is his name. he... For, First Correct feature. me if I'm wrong. This is his debut. Mm -hmm. He had done some shorts apparently prior, which and is how the director found he him. He commits to Bubby. Like... From the beginning, all he's the British. way. Oh, nice. He's he's a British-born Australian actor. Cool. Um, he all the way up until he's basically the front man of the band. Yeah. He embodies this character, and he has a memoir. Let's get him on the pod. Yep. Called "Brushing with Tip of Fame." Brushing the tip of fame, not with. Ugh, so. I don't like that <laughs> name. Uh, the American roles that he is uh, that he's been in, uh, most notably, are uh, the 2002 live-action Scooby-Doo. 
He is Old Man Smithers. The guy in the beginning. Yeah. Who they catch. We'll have to do that on rewatch. We're absolutely going to have to. And he is... Uh, oh, shit. I said that he was in the sequel to Anaconda, Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Uh, but apparently, he is in the trailer, and his role got cut out of the actual film. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, uh, But he's in a lot of uh, Australian shit, apparently, is mostly his... Uh, his acting. I mean, I want to see more more stuff with him in it. I want to see more stuff by the director. It, it's there's so much to this movie that makes me excited about potential. Other Prime movies. Prime did a series of uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock, which is a famous Australian film that's on Criterion. Um, Peter Weir is the director. I haven't seen it. I own it. It's one of those that I've owned forever. It's a but movie I haven't or a series. It's a movie, but Prime did an updated series of this movie and he's in the series cool uh which started in 2018 so uh and that's starring natalie dormer so like that's like big name big production and he's in that uh but it is an australian property so that's probably i'll only see bubby when i look at him and also probably his dick because that's what the first thing we see in bad boy bubby first thing we see we only see his dick in regards to uh showering or getting bathed yeah, but Bubby needs to learn to bathe himself. Bubby does need to learn to bathe I'll himself. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no good. This movie was good and weird. It was good. Man. I really dug it. And uh, the, the music was great. I, 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 I like listen to that fucking band. Uh, I would go to their shows. Uh, if, if you can stomach, if hearing what we have discussed seems up your alley, why don't you go to www.tubi.com. T-U-B-I dot C-O-M. Backslash Cellar Dwellers to get a discount. Yeet, yeet, yeet. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. That's for the future, of course. And a discount on the free Tubi. Shh. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Stop. Uh, it's also on Prime, as we said, if you don't want ads. We watched it on Tubi because we are loyal. Also, the ads helped. The ads genuinely don't know how Tubi does their ad breaks, but literally after every assault scene that we've <laughs> ever watched, there is an ad break. I like to think that they have an intern at Tubi that just has to watch every fucked up movie on Tubi that, yeah. and, and strategically place the yeah. ad breaks in them, which... I mean, God bless them. Let's get that intern on here. I want to hear what that yep. intern has to say. Let's, let's thank God out of existence. Smite me if you dare. God, what a neat movie. Yeah. Damn. You got any palate cleansers? Uh, no. Not this week. I don't think so. I've just kind of been doing the same old same. A lot of Hell's Kitchen, a lot of records, a lot of, a lot of twiddling of thumbs. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, um... You got an Oculus coming in. That will be a palate cleanser. It's supposed to arrive tomorrow. Yes, I have, I have talked for months and tempting myself into... Uh, eventually giving in and then buying an oculus rift yeah uh because vr just seems like the coolest thing i've ever heard of and i've never done it before so i was like i'm gonna treat myself a little bit i bought myself an oculus uh it's supposed to arrive tomorrow uh i cannot wait and i'll reap the rewards of you getting this because i'll get to try it of course uh because i would love to share and make fun of you while you absolutely Um, (laughs) i will i will run into a wall if you break it (laughs) i buy it (laughs) you yeah yeah then we'll have two uh, but yeah, no, so I can't wait. I think that'll be a super fun way to, to, you know, come down from these fucked up movies. Honestly, I can't wait to get a horror game on there. I've always wanted oh, yeah, to, yeah. like, experience well, that. fucking Resident Evil Biohazard, dude. Is it? Do they it's have made that on for VR? VR? Yeah. You never even beat that game. No, because it gave me motion sickness. Coward. 
And that wasn't even VR. If I buy it on VR, you have to play oh, it with me. Oh, I 100% play it in 100% screen. It's going to be so scary. The Resident, I love the Resident Evil games, and they scare the shit out of me. Movies don't scare me. Video games scare the shit out of me. I, I, I would not consider myself a big gamer, but I do really appreciate horror games, and I try to play them as much as I can. They're spooky. Uh, because, yeah, there's a, it's a whole different level of fear than with yep. movies. Like, nothing really scares us in movies anymore. Mm-hmm. But with video games, especially if you're wearing headphones, oh, God, dude, dude, it it yeah. gets to you, and it's fun. Like, nothing makes me jump more than a fucking video game. Yeah, I would agree. Damn. I, I uh, may put you on the spot real quick for next time. Do we want to do we wanna do it? Do we want to say, want to commit to it on air right yeah, now? Get closer to the mic. Do we want to get, do, do we want to commit? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this next time, we're finally... I got my hands on, I did not spend 40 fucking dollars on this. I'm not going to say how I got it, but I, I acquired a copy. Not, not Torrent. Not, no. Never. I acquired a copy of the infamous Hotel Inferno. <laughs> which, uh, if you listen to our... Uh, Adam Chaplin, our Adam which Chaplin nobody did. Nobody did, and I don't blame you. The that audio, movie sucked. The audio's not great on it the movie is bad yeah but we found out that the same directors did this movie called hotel inferno which is essentially the horror version of hardcore henry if you're familiar with that first person movie basically through hell and that sounds awesome yep so we wanted to to try to do something different with it because we just are enjoying the podcast and and want to keep trying new things and so we want to do a video we want to pivot to video for a quick second We'll yep. also record it. Obviously, there will be the audio version. There will be the as podcast well. as well. But we wanted to. I mean, we're film majors. Yes. We who who have not made much. No. Or no, done no, no, much, no, no, but no. we you know want to give it a try. Yeah. And also, we're nothing if not original. Yep. So we're gonna pull right from fucking hot ones, and uh, we love you, Sean. Love you, Sean. And uh, eat some spicy fucking wings while we talk. Hopefully, spicy. We're gonna try some hot sauces that Colby got for sponsored Christmas. by. Sponsored by Hell's Fucking Kitchen. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen hot sauces. Thank you, Brittany's mom, for the Christmas gift of these assorted Hell's Kitchen-inspired hot sauces. And me and Christian don't like hot things, so it'll be fun. I do, but my body doesn't. That's true. Your body rejects it yes. uh, violently. Instantly. Yeah, so yeah. We, you might you might witness some stuff if you watch. You might hear some sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I might hear some sounds. There's a scene in Bad Boy Bubby when he's in the chair uh when his mom leaves and that may happen to me during the recording of this so watch and find out watch and find out uh we'll try to have it have it ready by next week if we have to take another week off we'll figure it out that's what happens we may we'll figure it out. we don't know what we're doing we so. don't know we'll figure it out at the very least we will try and we will at least have audio for hotel Inferno. and it will be gross audio it will because we'll be going <laughs> got a little kick to it I'm going to be saying that a Please lot. Please don't. We're going to be drinking a lot of milk. <laughs> Which also fucks up my tongue. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be I'll get oat milk. Christian said before we started recording, he's going to have to take the next day off. Because <laughs> I'm just going to be having hot brown rain all day long. I hate that phrase. <laughs> but I, I really, truly can't wait to, to try this. I think it's going to be super fun. Yeah. And Hopefully the movie's good, at least better than Adam Chaplin. I think it has to be better it's than Adam got, Chaplin. The effects alone look badass. So hopefully at least looks cool because Adam Chaplin barely looked cool. Yeah, I think I think with the whole kind of hell theme. Yeah, Hell's, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen, Hell Hotel Inferno. Inferno. I think yeah. it. I think it'll be a fun a fun little experiment. Hey, and maybe it'll we'll, we'll make it a uh, Valentine's Day episode. Hey, yeah, let's give it a shot. Give it, <laughs> oh, it would because Valentine's Day falls on fucking Sunday. The fire of love, baby. Damn, wonderful. 
Love is hell. Love uh, is that's hell. like a Ryan Adams song. Fuck God. Smite me if you dare. I I, I will. Uh, we'll go ahead and say bye here. But I will uh, have the bad boy, bad boy, ba- Bubby uh, blues. bad Bubby blues. Uh, I'll have that song playing um, because it is good. It's genuinely Legitimately. awesome. And you should do a cover of it yourself. I do. I, I want to. Uh, Pop it on the Instagram. When you know, do. for a Bandcamp Friday, I'll, I'll post a cover of uh, Bad Boy Bubby. I'll figure that out for you. It'll be like a 30-second song. It's easy. Or you well, can... the, the cover of it that's on Spotify is like a full-ass song. Ooh, Just search cool. Bad Boy Bubby and the first result is some band covering the Bad Boy Bubby blues. Either way, you'll hear it now. You'll hear it, yeah. Enjoy. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.